Welcome back to Software Social. This episode is sponsored by Fathom Analytics. Fathom is trusted by thousands of businesses to power their privacy-first website analytics like GitHub, Fastmail, Buffer, Tailwind, and so many amazing small businesses too. For the longest time, website analytics software was seriously bad. It was hard to understand, time-consuming to use, and worse, at exploited visitor data for big tech to profit. Fathom is website analytics without compromise, easy to use, respectful of digital privacy, and fully compliant with GDPR. Plus, Fathom's script loads faster than Google Analytics, meaning it's better for SEO. With Fathom, you can see all of your visitors, not just half, because they've pioneered the method to bypass ad blockers without invading privacy. Fathom also doesn't chase venture capital or need investors. Like my company, Geocodio, they're customer-funded, and customers are the only folks they answer to. Try a free seven-day trial or check out Fathom at usefathom.com SSP. So the other day, I totaled up how much I have made from my book so far Ooh. and all the expenses. Okay. <laughs> so as of that point... Um, 1,363 in pre-sales, which is just like the number of copies times 29. That's not my actual payouts. It's just like the gross revenue. Okay. Um, and then so the expenses. So first one for the formatting, I have to use this software called Vellum, which is $250. Um, I had to buy ISBNs, like the little like numbers on the back of the book that identify it. Um, yeah. So, and I had to, you can either buy one or like 10. And since I'm going to do an audiobook, you need an ISBN for that. And like a hardcover needs its own ISBN. So, anyway, that was $295. A barcode is $25. Proofreading, $800, which is a lot of money, but I feel like that's the price of like not being embarrassed that it's full of typos and. You know, I feel like if I want to like have a book that like a manager could buy for their team or like people would recommend to their clients, like it has to be professional. Yeah. And so having like professional proofreading is. I didn't know that was that. something. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I spent I, I think last week I mentioned how I was fighting with Grammarly a lot. And yeah, I just I, I was like, I have spent like two days fighting with Grammarly just trying to get it to work and like. And I was like, this is just, my time is more expensive than this. So yeah. I'm just going to hire a proofreader. Good choice. And then, of course, you know, don't include hundreds of hours of my time over the last couple of months. Um, but so the total for expenses so far is 1370 That's wonderful. So w when you deduct 1363 um, minus 1370 Oh! You get negative seven yeah i see i misunderstood what you were saying got it so you're in the whole seven bucks and hundreds of yeah. hours of your time yes yeah all right well good thing it's so, a labor of love <laughs> i looked at that number though and i just had this moment where i was like holy forking shirt balls like i need to market this thing yeah um and and actually, so like I, I sold another two since then. So now I am actually at positive fifty one dollars. Woohoo! 
yeah woo. um <laughs> and of course you know we're only in like only in pre-sale and like a ton of people have said they want the hardcover or they want the audiobook so they haven't they haven't purchased it yet or they just simply want the finished version um but yeah that was kind of a wake-up call for me that like I've been you know we talked about with Sean like I, like marketing a info product feels very different for me than marketing a SaaS. And also yes. it requires a lot more self-promotion, which I'm not comfortable with. Like it makes me like deeply uncomfortable to like reach out to people and be like, hey, like would you consider like, you know, reviewing my book? Like or, you know, can I be on your podcast and like talk? Like it, it makes me super uncomfortable. Um, So, so but I got to do it because like – negative seven dollars man for like four months worth of work as you know basically half of my time the last four months certainly the last two months has been on this book um and so I feel like I owe it to myself just for that like time um yeah to to like sell the gosh darn thing definitely yeah so I like spent you know this week I was kind of working on um, you know, like I went through all of the newsletter issues and I like put in a link at the top to like buy the book because I've noticed that people are sharing the scripts around. Like I can see the analytics that they're getting shared in people's Slack channels or, um, you know, Trello or Asana, which is uh, a good sign um, that those maybe have some staying power. So and just kind of thinking through a little bit more um a little, little bit more of the marketing and trying to arrange you know yeah podcasts and, and stuff but I gotta I gotta market this thing yeah didn't um Alex who promoted his book on our podcast didn't he do like 20 or 30 podcasts yeah and how many have you done um I well I mean, uh, I already know the like, answer. But, well, <laughs> I just I do this one. I mean, I was on a couple um, recently where I talked about the newsletter. Like I was on, I, I, yeah, like I was on um, the Get the Audience podcast, um, and um, I was on um, the Learn Netto podcast as well. Um, but like the book wasn't out yet so those weren't right really... you didn't have anything to sell at that time so it yeah it was like just a newsletter yeah a good goal for you would be to try to book 15 you know it get yourself as a guest on 15 to 20 podcasts to promote yeah. your book because you can sell it now right even though it's not completely done yeah yeah I guess I, I guess yeah I'm like scheduling one for the middle of July like so I'm currently my goal is to publish it on July 2nd but I like I really hope that happens, but um, there may be like, you know, some people may need more time to, to like write reviews and like making a cover and everything. So it it should be out by early July. Um, so you're, when you say, I don't know, you mean the book? I'm yeah. a little confused about what you're saying. Yeah. So like okay. upload it to Amazon and people can buy a physical copy. Yes. Basically. I'm I don't think books. I'm quite there yet. Like, okay. yeah, exactly. Like, and I think but there's some things that I'm just saying aren't going to happen for like this first version. Like um, a friend of mine who is a UX research expert was reading it and there's a couple places she's like, this would be a really great table. This would be great as a graphic. And yeah. I'm like, 
Yes, it would be, but I have zero faculty for visual communication and that is not going to happen right now. Like that can right. like happen when my brain has the space to like think that through, but it is it is not happening right now. Um but yeah, I need I guess I guess I should I guess that No, no, I, yeah, I guess I, I should No, no. Start. Let's go like yeah. straight Nike know. style here. What is Nike it? Just style. do it. <laughs> Just do it. That's my challenge for you. I'm not going to talk to you for a couple weeks cuz I'm about to embark <laughs> on my epic road trip. So my challenge for you is to reach out to find and reach out to 25 podcast hosts that you think. And it was, they're not going to say Lord. yes. <laughs> Just, Good Lord. Hey, I'm, I'm sitting here being like, Colleen, I really struggle with self-promotion. And even, even one person was hard for me. And you're like, go do it 25 more times. 25 like, times. Coach Colleen says 25 more reps. And I'm and so not yes. there. So that's what my <laughs> challenge for you is, is How to reach out. five? Ugh, really? <laughs> I'm not impressed with your five. I feel like everybody five. needs, I feel like everybody like needs this person standing on their shoulder that's like, I, I will write one landing page this month and you're just there and you're like, really? Really? You're that's like, the best like, you can that's, do? That's like, that, that's it? You know, wait, wait, like serious. why are you I here? Think- yeah. You should try and, I don't know, just ask ask one of our prominent friends who is a <laughs> book author, Alex comes to mind again, how many podcasts he went on and yeah. try to hit that number. I mean, it's game time, girl. Like you wrote the book, you did the hard work and now it's a whole new set of hard work that you have to do. Because you're right, like this is a brilliant book. You don't want it to languish um, because no one's ever heard of it. I didn't say it was brilliant. You said it was brilliant. <laughs> well, here you go. I'm saying it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's needed. It's going to be amazing. So I think you need to like yeah, I get in figure. gear. I yeah. Okay. I guess I have to go. Well, if you are listening and you um, want to promote me, then um, help me. Re- <laughs> Maybe what we can do is we can. I have an idea. Okay. Plan. So just put a tweet out and ask everyone for their favorite business podcast I bet you'll get a list of at least 30 and then you can uh, yeah, just I guess yeah like but like it has to be for SAS for example because like planet money isn't gonna have me on right like, right I meant yeah yeah, yeah. SAS podcast I mean there's enough of them yeah. that do podcasts similar to ours um, make which the is, internet do my research for me yes nice. there we go harness <laughs> the power of the internet <laughs> So if you see a tweet from the software social account soon about your favorite business SAS podcast, now you know why. <laughs> um, the secret's out. Yeah, the secret is out. Okay, well, I will I will try to book myself on some some podcasts, I guess. I guess there's other ways I could promote it too. Like I could go on like TikTok or <laughs> no oh no Good okay Lord. we will not do that <laughs> for those oh listening at home i think colleen just spit out her coffee <laughs> um yeah okay well i i i have some marketing to do yes yeah i think i have like i've literally sent i think one email maybe two no yeah one email that mentioned that the presale was live which basically goes against 
every best practice like some like someone sent me some advice the other day and they're like send at least three emails a day on your like launch days and I was like okay I've sent like one in the last two weeks and I sent out my newsletter the other day and I actually forgot to include a link to the presale um so I need to like suggestion this is really cool so do you know who Wes Boss is yeah he's like a famous JavaScript instructor. I've bought like all of his courses. But what he does is he does, when he has a new product to launch, he does send a lot of emails, but he actually segments his emails. And to be fair, his list is probably like 30,000 people. Um, But he segments his emails so you can unsubscribe just from the product launch emails, Mm. which I love because I'm like, oh, I don't care about this product launch. I already bought that. And then I can still continue to get all the normal newsletter emails. I mean, don't stress yourself out, but it's an idea um it's an idea yeah I'm only using review at this point for so I don't like I don't even have like convert kit or anything okay set up set up so I I don't I probably should do that but I haven't really okay I guess so like, I think I'm still in like first. editing like yeah, yeah. get it out the door mode mode yeah um because there's still other, like, launch stuff. Like, I have to, like, register the ISBNs and, like, I need to go through the okay. whole process with Amazon of, like, making sure all that's, like, set up. So, yeah, that feels like a July task. July task. That's fine. It's halfway yeah. to July. It's almost July. So, <laughs> uh, cool. yeah. So, I maybe I should, like, make a spreadsheet of all the different things and, like, have a goal for those I'm I'm a like, big fan of measurable goals, right? Like yeah. so so I'm team, you know, write it down, keep a spreadsheet, keep track of it. Um not that I've executed so well on my goals, right? It's easy <laughs> for me to sit here and tell you what to do. It's way harder when it's you telling me what to do. So, you know. Wasn't well, there there's there's some business axiom about like it's not like like a, like achieving the exact goal is not important. It's the fact that you create one and then work towards it that matters like there's somebody who has said something to that effect much more articulately than I have just (laughs) said but you know it's like just you set the goal and then you go off on a journey to get there and you may end up somewhere else but like you have you're at least doing something right you're making forward progress yeah and I I should probably have a revenue goal too like so okay I don't want one I should I don't okay I guess Mm mm-hmm I am going to get off topic and I don't want to get too far off topic, but so I'm a really big fan of like famous sports coaches. Like, like this is like a thing. Like I love reading biographies of like John Wooden and all these other really successful sports coaches. And one of my favorite takeaways from all of this um, information that I've osmosed is you cannot control the outcome, right? You can only control your effort and your attitude which is why revenue goals are not very actionable because a Ooh. revenue goal, like you actually can't control that. What you can control is your attitude, right? How you approach the problem and your effort and how hard you work. And by aligning all of these steps in terms of effort and attitude, the revenue will come. But to set a goal, like, like in the, the, you know, the basketball metaphors like win the NCAA championships, you can't actually control that. You can just control how prepared you are um, and your mindset when you attack the problem. Oh, that makes sense. 
I know that's like totally off topic, but I just no, read this book about it and I'm like, like, yeah, so it's so to what you were saying, like your goal of 25 podcast episodes um, and and rather than having a goal of, say, you know, I don't know, like five thousand dollars, for example, um, instead having it be like be on 25 podcasts over the next six months to a year um about it not including this one because if we include all the episodes of this show that i'm like totally (laughs) but i assume we're not um and you know so so like being on a specific number of podcasts or something else uh i don't know guest talks or something um yeah like picking like specific actions that i can do that's like your equivalent like it's like write a landing page, right? Like like all these like the things that are actions that I know are accretive towards, right? That's the good idea. outcomes. But like I fundamentally don't have that much control over how much I actually sell. Like I can keep my ears out for things that might sell. Like you know, for example, I'm gonna sell templates too for nineteen dollars that are like. Notion templates of all the scripts and it occurred to me earlier like the the how to talk so people will talk section like people seem to really love that and I was like that could maybe be its own like mini book for like ten dollars it's like just like so you want like you know you you want to get information out of people and you want them to think you're like trustworthy and you want to you know learn how to like listen actively then yeah that's like a mini book or something like there's other stuff I could right I guess all of my point do, is all of that that you just but, described that's effort right those are things yeah. you do you ultimately can't control your revenue but it'll get there if you put the effort in right that's the idea but like I if I set the goal of like be the I don't know New York Times number one bestseller or whatever like I have zero control over that right. it's also not realistic um <laughs> and it's not it in some ways it's like demotivating to have a goal that is not clearly achievable but being on 25 podcasts is not like like that's like those are very nebulous goals because it's unclear what will lead to that but yes being on 25 podcasts in six months is concrete and I ostensibly have control over that yes yeah nice Wow. So it sounds like you are doing like a lot of like business reading lately. Yeah, um, not a ton. I so I do have a couple audiobooks queued up for my drive that I'm excited about. Um, businessy books. Obviously, Awesome is one that I've been wanting to listen to and I have purchased, but I have not yet. This one I just really like. This one was about, um, like I said, some of the famous coaches. First of all, I'm a sucker for sports movies. But but I really like that idea that ultimately you you can't control, like, if you're going to win. But you can control all of the aspects of your journey, like how much time you put in, how much effort you put in, like what your mindset is. You could, Those are all things that, you know, you can control. And as you know, for like, it feels like for a couple months now, I've been – struggling to move the product forward. Like the product is doing well. Um, I hit $1,300 MRR, which is, yeah, I mean, it's great. Uh, I'm really happy with it, but it, I feel a little bit stuck. Uh, Mm. I feel, and I don't know if it's, I feel stuck because I haven't had the time or if I feel stuck because 
I'm actually stuck. Mm. <laughs> like I can't figure out if I feel stuck because uh, I, if I, if I get, let's say I gave myself a week and I just worked every day on it, if I would get myself out of that kind of rut or if there's really no rut to get out of, and this is just the nature of the product that it's just a slow burn, which is fine. I mean, it's going well, like I'm not complaining. I know some people can't, you know, ha- haven't hit this milestone, especially not as quickly as I did. But, um, so there's that. So, um, I think what I want to do is I want to make a bigger push on content uh, because I really haven't, I really don't have any content out there. So that's something I'm going to try and spend some time on. Um, and like, there's just some things about the product that I, I want to keep iterating on and I want to make better. I mean, we were just talking about goals and the sort of how difficult it is to have a monetary goal because you don't have control over it. And it's, it's awesome. First of all, that you, I mean, to have 1300 MRR means that I mean a month or two ago we were talking about how you're hitting a thousand that means like that's the thing the thing about revenue for for a subscription business is that revenue happens every month like this revenue that I have from the book that happened once Once. and that's not going to happen again but yours people are paying you so it's not just that you have made thirteen hundred dollars like you that that is compounding and adding on top of each other but I am sort of curious like there has to be some number or range in your head where you're like I can stop consulting now or I can you know somebody offers me a full-time job and I can just like turn it down without even thinking about like there has to be some number for you absolutely maybe and I think like and and um absolutely and I mean I'm in this for the money like, just to be clear, that makes some people really uncomfortable. I don't know if they're not used to women saying that or what, but like when I tell people that they get a little uncomfortable. Um, it's like your job. Like, yeah, like, like of I course, make everybody money. is this in is... their job for the money. Like, I yes, I'm doing this book as like a passion project and like, which leads me to make all sorts of decisions that are confusing to people who prioritize money. Like, um, but like you understandably are prioritizing money because this is your job. And if this doesn't work out, then, you know, I got to go get doing a real tons one. <laughs> more consulting or like getting getting a, a, a paycheck job is what you have to do. Like this is not. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. I mean, the thing I love about owning your own business is the possibilities are infinite, right? Like, I, I mean, I from a personal perspective, you know, if I could get to 10K, that would be like, oh my gosh, I cannot. That would be, I'd be over the moon, right? So that's um, the number. The number would be 10K. But, you know, why can't I have a couple million dollars a year in revenue? Like, I, I want a business. <laughs> why can't you right? have a like, couple million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I want a business. Like, if, if I hit 10K and stayed there forever, like, I probably would be a little frustrated. Like, to me, the whole point of having your own business is the possibilities are in, you know, infinite. Mm-hmm. And like one of the things I've been able to do with my modest um, income is I've been able to hire two people to help write content for me. Two and, people? And yeah, I hired someone else. Oh, you're, wait. <laughs> and yeah, man, I'm, I'm crazy over here. I'm Dude, just and I'm like seven bills. years into this and I like just hired like a part-time VA like three months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like you're doing it wrong, but that's a different... <laughs> 
probably <laughs> different I'm doing issue. It my way okay that's right um, um so and the thing i love about that is i with with the people that i'm paying i've been able to you know people who are kind of uh writing anyway now I can pay them to write it seems like such a win-win like I feel like I'm I it's good for them and it's good for me and it's something I really love so like ultimately I would love to build this into like uh you know a really successful business and hire a person and 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 be able to have created this environment where I can work with who I want and buy my beach house and all that (laughs) I mean, I'm big on the beach house if I haven't mentioned that a few (laughs) times already. Um, So the first, like the first big goal, which I think it'll be fun to reevaluate this a year from now, is like 10K basically to get you to 10K revenue. And then like the big, big goal is by Colleen a beach house. By Colleen a beach house. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> to me, 10K, and, and I don't know if I have a, pro- and I'm still, I feel like I'm in that messy middle phase. Like I hit 1K, which makes it feel like it's a real thing. Like it's legit. It's legit. But I don't know if I'm in, I feel like there's a, going from zero to 1K is different than going from 1K to 10K. Mm. Right? It's a factor of 10 mm-hmm. more. Like it's a big, you feel like going to zero to 1K is one milestone and one to 10 is your next milestone. But one to 10 is way more than zero to one, right? Mm -hmm. So I honestly don't know um, if I am positioned correctly with this product to get there. This is why you're going to read Obviously Awesome. Which is why I'm reading Obviously obviously Awesome. (laughs) Um, I I just don't know if I'm in the right space. There's so much opportunity. I was talking to a founder recently, and he talked about how he pivoted his company and moved into a totally different space and they started growing. Like they were kind of stagnant for a while and then they kind of made this pivot, moved into a new space and uh, their growth exploded. So I definitely think there's a a spot for me. I just don't know what it is. And Mm. um, I I just don't know. It feels like a lot. Like the other thing that, that I wanted to just kind of bring up is, is when people talk about how to grow in your business, they talk about like building the product as if it's this static thing that takes you like two weeks and like writing good software is hard and Mm -hmm. it's a constantly evolving process. So it's something that constantly needs my, you know, my attention. Um, and that's not bad. I just feel like, you know, it's hard to balance, uh, as, as most people who listen to this, who are working and building a product know, it's just hard to balance all of those competing desires. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just don't know if I have a, I guess the truth is, I don't know if I have a product that's going to get me to 10 K. Like, I don't know. I don't know where it is right now. It's that product. I mean, thinking back to where we were, like, I don't, I don't have our numbers in front of me, so I don't remember them exactly. But like the thing that really made our revenue jump was not adding any one particular feature or one particular marketing thing. It was a pricing change because we like, so we started, I think we were like $31 our first month and then I don't know, like maybe, maybe a hundred dollars the next month and then like $400 the next month. And then in May of 2014, we had someone who needed like a crate, like a crazy volume of usage every single day. And the only way we could make that work was basically to give them their own server. 
And we looked around and see what, you know, big companies were charging for these sort of really high volume, like, plans. And we're, and I think we, f- we figured out, like, the cheapest one was, like, 10000 a year for, for th- that was still, like, rate limited, I think, to 100000 a day. But we're like, okay, we can do, like, basically unlimited up to, like, $5 million a day for you for seven fifty a month, which worked out to 9000 a year. And adding that plan which was like slightly different feature wise but like it was it wasn't like adding a feature to the api but it was like a pricing feature and a new plan adding that one plan and then like we didn't think anyone else would ever take it and then people started taking it like that is what caused our revenue to really grow and so i wonder if there's some space for like you know pricing evolution here and like maybe there's some other way of packaging your products with the existing features in a way that's at a higher price point but I don't like I don't know what that is it's your business like so but but like I think it's worth thinking about like the pricing aspects yeah well and one of the things I do is my app has a lot more power than I'm exposing at the moment so I think the answer, for example, like I think I limit your file size to 50 megs. There's no reason I have to do that. Like I, mm. the, you know, there's there's a couple things. Someone reached out to me um, and told me that his company has this setup now where their customers upload files like up to a gig through Upload Care, and then um, they but they move them off the Upload Care servers because it's so expensive or something. It's a whole thing. I'm mm-hmm. I'm talking to him. I'm gonna you know have a, mm. I have an interview scheduled with him to better understand. Ooh. I know <laughs> music to my ears. Um, but I, uh, you know, so my point is there's the two things that I'm not doing. I think I might've mentioned this last week, um, is multiple file uploads, which I can do. I'm doing it for one client special, um, and large files. So it might just be that I'm not quite positioned properly yet. Uh, yeah. in terms of I've really kept, I've kept a lot of that functionality close to the chest for no particular reason, just hmm. because I didn't want to like release all, all the features at once um, and overwhelm everyone like oh my goodness but since I can do those things it seems like re kind of revisiting revisiting some of those options um, would probably be a good move for me you know I think it's really smart that you're like you're, you're doing a big road trip so you're and you're going to be listening to this book in the car right yes like, ma'am I find that we do our best like business thinking on road trips. Like because we're not I maybe it's because, you know, you like you you can't be doing anything else. Like you are literally right. stuck You're there. Stuck. <laughs> and like and you I, I can't be looking at my phone in the car, otherwise I'm gonna get car sick. Um and of course it's the two of us and like like our go to for road trips is like how I built this. So we end up like really like coming up with stuff on on like you know i have uh, like emailed myself of like conversations we've had on road trips and so of course it'll only be you but you know those times when like the kids are sleeping in the back or whatever and you can't have the audiobook on um and thinking all these things through like take like I think it'll be really good thinking time for yourself and but remember to like take notes every day on what it is that you think about oh that's a good point I should bring a notebook that's a really good like point. a notebook or even just like record a voice memo for yourself or whatever if that's easier just like something so you don't like because there are times when when we've had like an amazing conversation on a road trip and then I didn't write it down and then like 
you know, a week later we're back and we're like, oh my God, like, what was that what was like that thing? amazing <laughs> thing? And like, I had this whole, like, like pre COVID we were on a road trip and I had this whole idea for like a content strategy built around like really unique address data. Like for example, in South Carolina, there's three, there's like four towns called Norway, Sweden, Denmark, and Finland all right next to each other. Like I was going to like write about all of these like odd location address things. Um, and I came up with this great name for it on the road trip. And then I like, I still cannot remember what that name was. <laughs> so like take notes. Yeah, I totally, I totally hear you. I know exactly what you're saying. I think that's a great idea. I think I have a lot of thinking to do. You know, I kind of feel like um, it was really exciting in the beginning when I was trying to launch the product and then it's really exciting and then everything is very, very exciting and then you hit your first milestone and then it's kind of like, oh, but now there's another milestone. Okay, so I never really win. Um, right. The goalpost just moves. The goalpost continuously moves. So it's interesting to me. I mean, I have a lot to think about is like, is this a product that can get me to 10K? How do I and how do I get there? Right. Like, what is mm-hmm. what do I need to do to get there? Um, as I just said, when I was giving you my little pep talk, like it's putting in the work. I mean, you know, it's not going to sell itself. So, um, yeah, I'm ready to really, really give it some time to think about it while my epic journey. All right. Well, on on that note, I guess we should just sort of make a quick programming note that Colleen uh, will be away for the next two weeks. And so. Uh, we will uh, we will be leading on that social side of software social and have some guests coming up um, that I'm super psyched about. And then I will be away the following week. So Colleen is going to have a guest on. Um, and then we will both be like basically a month from now. Oh, my gosh. I won't wow, talk to you for a month. That feels so weird. Oh, gracious. That's sad. <laughs> Um, I mean, you'll text me road trip updates. I imagine. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, (laughs) group chat. I'm so excited to see like the cactuses. By the way, yeah, Arizona. Yeah, I'm so excited to see the Great American West. I've heard Arizona is like gorgeous. Yeah, I'm super pumped to see a big cactus. Anyway, oh wait, I've been there. I was okay. Whatever. (laughs) We're We're gonna stop here for today. (laughs) Wrap it up. I'll talk to you next week. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality. Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from The Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Roomsteals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outsetta, Justin Jackson, MegaMaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from ConsentKit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nucy Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, 
Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of Works Cited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender, Brendan from Feederloop, Pascal from Sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Convini, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.